Welcome everybody to the Vault Studio. I just wanted to give everyone a quick, huge, super announcement before we uh, start the NFL podcast tonight. Um, we have got, we've been talking about college football for a long time, talking about how I don't know anything about it and I'm bringing the Vault Nation, people that do know about it, college football down under, Will and Aaron from there. Um, awesome podcast. They've been around for, for a while now. Big fans. They've been on our draft show. They've been on our fantasy show before to talk college football and now... I'll bring them in because they are joining the Vault Studio Podcast Network. Boys, thanks so much. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on board. No, the pleasure is all mine, Jay. Thank you uh, a bunch. And you're selling yourself short there, mate. You know heaps about college football. So let's not, you know, leave it. Leave yourself short there. You're, you're going well. Good. So. Yeah, Alabama are good. Is that right? <laughs> They're okay. They're okay. They're okay. Winning, winning national championships again. Yeah, my name's Aaron. Um, we've been the uh, College Football Down Under podcast for heading into season number four. So we've had a you know a really enjoyable journey over the first three years and looking to to build the podcast. And it, it's been so good to connect with a whole bunch of people around uh, this platform and engaging with college football fans across Australia. Uh, we're former players of the game. We lean a lot on our history of one singular van tour uh, across the southern United States that inspired our journey into the podcast world. Um, but it's become you know, a huge part of our lives and we thoroughly enjoy the game and there's a lot of changes coming to it, which we would love to share with you guys as well. And um, me and Will are super proud to be doing what we're doing and, and hope you guys can, can jump along and, and join us for the ride as well. Yeah, I'm mean, absolutely thrilled. Just to follow on from from what you're saying there, and JA kind of reached out in in the end of our season, and and we, we'd been we'd been doing some work together previously, as as you mentioned, and it was an awesome opportunity for us to come on board. Like we we really love the stuff that the boys do on the vault, so for us to be part of that and to continue to grow what we love doing here and, and working as a bit of a community is, is fantastic. So we're both thrilled to take that next step, join the uh, join the crew here and, and really continue to drive things because college football was fucking weird last year <laughs> and we're, we're really looking forward to getting to back to hopefully a bit of normality and another massive season next year. There's, there's so many storylines already starting to form and we're, we're super keen to continue to build things here and, and thrilled to be a, a part of the Vault family. Beautiful. Well, boys. Sure. Oh, sorry. Go, go, Kempi. Well, I was just saying like before we, uh, you know, obviously you've got your stuff to get to, but we uh, really like the podcast because we've got faces for radio and we're a little bit nervous about this new platform because this could really be our undoing here, JA. So just something to be mindful of. Here's what you do, you guys, and I'll, I'll give you some advice now. You're pretty the fuck out of your room. Now, when people are watching me, they're not looking at my face. They don't look, although they should. It's beautiful. But they look behind me. They look at helmets. They look at cool stuff around the room. They go, what's that over there? What's that? Mm. What's that? Is, that, is that a microwave in his room? Yeah, it's a microwave. <laughs> they see the cool stuff and then no one notices how ugly you are. So, that would that, yeah. be my recommendation. I reckon, Will, a nice little corner cupboard you could put. I, I know you've got an Aussie helmet laying around somewhere. Maybe a signed jersey or football or something like that. I don't know. Aaron, you could get some new curtains. Maybe start there. I know, man. Like, <laughs> dude, I've just moved into this place. It, like, there was like a ninety-year-old lady living here. I, I'm pretty sure she died. A ghost is just floating around. Don't you move my so, curtains. Um, yeah, she's in fact she's tapping me on the shoulder right now. But yeah, we got to get this place tidied up. And you know, I know you're in 
building, so maybe you can help us out. Upholstery, I hear that's a real uh, specialty of yours as well, JA, so maybe you can help us out with that. Absolutely. Well, wh- whatever happens, the vault uh, and everyone here is thrilled to have you boys on board and we look forward to your, your first podcast coming out on the vault uh, studio feed. So thanks, boys. Thanks for being here and uh, everyone in Vault Nation, make sure you make them feel, feel loved. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, mate. Awesome. Thanks, Jack. Welcome to the Vault Studios NFL Podcast, an Australian twist on all things NFL. The boys are cracking into a nice cold beer from Burnley Brewing. Let's join them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, JA, and I am joined, uh, as always, by my my great friend, my fellow Buccaneers supporter, Richard Garraway. How are you, buddy? I'm a little disappointed, James. Why? Talk to me. What's the problem? None of my Super Bowl gears arrived. Well, I ordered so much of it. I spent so much money and none of it's here yet. And then it's very frustrating. How jealous are you? Everyone who's watching on the video, you can see my t-shirt. I have uh, the picture of Tom Brady being escorted out of the boat party <laughs> by security with on a white t-shirt with goat across the front of it because I might not love the Buccaneers, but I fucking love Tom Brady. And I can tell you that. <laughs> I never thought I would have this day where I genuinely, when I see Tom Brady post, I think I just get him now that he is just a smart ass that's trolling everyone all the time. And I appreciate it. I think that's what I like about him. Um, I've, I think I, I, I worked it out, as I've said many times. I hated the Patriots. I didn't hate Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady. And it's really opened up my life to a lot of things. I feel just real happy now. I'm a happy person. Loving Tom Brady's made my life better. And I hope everyone else can join me there. Got your TB12 subscription? No, I'm not a total dickhead. Um, but <laughs> I probably will one day. Give it, uh, hey, another Super Bowl at the Bucks next year and I'm all in. I'm on. I'm buying his book. I'm doing everything. Um, I'll even buy the Edelman book. You know, uh, maybe. Probably not. It's yeah, called, how to Juice 101. Yeah, it's how to juice and get a big contract. Um, uh, Will we'll Fuller read it last offseason. Um, just <laughs> wanted to say, obviously, <laughs> Richie, you haven't seen it, but... The, before our little intro started, I made a massive announcement with uh, the boys from College Football Down Under, Will and Aaron. You've, you got to watch the video at the start. They're absolute, absolute legends and they've decided to join the Vault Studio. I've wanted a college football show for a long time. I'm not a big college football guy, as everyone knows. Richie, you're a bigger one than me, um, but these boys are just awesome guys and I'm really, really, really glad that um, that College Football Down Under is joining the Vault Studio. So make sure you send them all a message and, and welcome them in, you know, show them how good our community is. But super excited, super excited for that. And Richie, you're going to have to jump on and do a college podcast with them at some point. I will. And as you well know, the only reason why I never launched it on this channel is because I just haven't had any time. <laughs> haven't got time. That's what I mean. So now you've got people that you can just every now and again just be like, Hey, I feel like I'm free tonight and feel like, like talking, talking college football. I'll jump on. Um, we're set up now a bit more mobile now. It's not a matter of having to be like, hey, Richie, if you want to do the college football, you've got to come to the studio and set up because as everyone can see, the table's gone now. We're, we're a completely mobile operation now. Um, and that's thanks to StreamYard who are not sponsored, by, who don't sponsor us, but they might if I keep saying thanks to StreamYard. Um, probably not. But who we are sponsored by, Richie, and who I am going to mention is our amazing beautiful friends at Burnley Brewing. They're, they're stubby holder too. I'm in the pale ale tonight. It hasn't been hot that hot the last couple of days. So 
I just didn't feel like a draft. So I've gone for the pale ale. Um, I dropped you off a big case of those uh, real thick, heavy ones, which I imagine you can't drink on a school night because you won't get up tomorrow. You definitely can't. The old um, the old heavy dries that they've got. Uh, They're an exceptional beer, but it is a sipping beer. Yes. It's in a big can. Yes. You crack one, yes. sip it over plenty of time. <laughs> Uh, you can't. It's not a refreshing Gentle beer. It's not what it's designed for, but it's good. It's a good beer. What's it called? ASMR. When people get off on someone like drinking on microphones and eating and that, it's horrible, horrible, horrible. It's called ASMR. Gross. It's like videos of people eating. I find it repulsive. Do you know what my least favorite sound in the world, Richie? And every time I hear it, I like it. It. I cringe and I get angry. Someone pouring water or juice or something from a jug into a glass. It's, I'm getting agitated thinking about it. I hate it. And my wife knows you, this and she pours it all, does it all the time and cooking shows that do it. I just sit down and just, just my eye just twitches. I can't stand it. So a little bit of insight. I thought you were going to say the sound you hate when your phone, when your phone rings and you see it's your wife calling. No, I love that because it's always a positive, loving conversation about, <laughs> I watched your show last night. Where the fuck did those new helmets come from and what's that new middle case? I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't do what? I certainly didn't go to Ikea on the weekend without you. That's what she gets more upset. I go to Ikea and buy a glass cabinet and she's like, you didn't tell me you were going to Ikea. I'm like, why? I just stopped in to grab a cabinet. Yeah, but you, you know I love Ikea. You know I like walking around that place. I said, that's why I didn't tell you because I went straight in, grabbed it off the shelf, which I'd Googled off the internet exactly where it was Carried it, it out. I was in there in five minutes. In and out five minutes. Um, our beautiful Patreons. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be doing the the break for this Chase Winovich. Just absolute beautiful Michigan Wolverines helmet. Um, so, that's this month's. Also, second prize will be... Oh, you know, if you win it and you want it, it's your choice. Whoever gets first gets choice. Uh, it will be a box of beer from Burnley Brewing and um, a stubby holder. It's in the drawer. So, it's, it's, a, it's the black one. It's a black version of that. Be a stubby holder for you guys. That's the second prize. And next month's Patreon, if you're interested in signing up, said $10 a month. Um, next one is Baltimore Ravens signed Mark Andrews, uh, the tight end Ooh. for them. Really good football player. He's going to come up tonight at some point. Um, I don't know if he'll get the spot, but he'll definitely come up. Signed Mark Andrews mini helmet. This one's an absolute beauty. The Baltimore Ravens helmet is a classic yet quite beautiful helmet. I think it's because it's so traditional, but... Got a lot of time for the for the, the Ravens helmet. So that's going to be this month's Patreon. Thank you to all our Patrons. If you want to sign up, there's a link below. Um, it's all over our Facebook. It's all over our social medias. Go in there. 10 bucks a month, a chance to win a signed helmet or you know a box of beer and a stubby holder. I think it's a great deal um, if you ask me. But you know, I'd, I'd sign up for it if I could. So um, that's it. That's for all the stuff. Richie, let's get straight into it. And some breaking news. For once, it happened the day of the podcast, not... The day after, the, the morning after. after. Um, JJ Watt has decided to go against what everyone thought and join the Arizona Cardinals. Two years, $31 million, That's 15 and a half a year. I believe, I haven't seen the contract, but I'm going to find it hard to believe it's not quite front-loaded um, for the first year. I, I, I'm going to get your opinion first. What, what's your thoughts on it? I'll be honest, it surprised me. Um, my gut feeling was he was going to go somewhere he thought were a genuine contender and I just don't know if the Cardinals are that even if you look at their division getting out of there is bloody tough so it was a really interesting decision I thought um and one that I was 
little baffled about. I mean, I don't get angry about this sort of stuff. No. Because, you know, who cares? But I'll I'll be honest, I was surprised. I really expect him to go somewhere where, you know, go be the third down end at Kansas City for half that amount of money, like genuinely chase a ring. Um, But it's not what he decided to do, which is um, uh, a little bewildering, I guess. He's... The only thing I can think of, like, he's joined Hopkins. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins got in his ear, you know, we're going to run it back, that sort of stuff. I don't I don't know what they're running, but I don't know why he would say we're going to run it back because the Cardinals, if we're going to run back 8-8 eight eight again. Um, More like get the band back together. Getting the band back together, that's probably what he said. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't like this move from either team. Like, Arizona don't have a ton of salary cap. They've got some real issues, some fundamental issues on that team. Uh, I think he's going to be a good player wherever he goes. I don't think that's the problem. But yeah, I'm also on the mindset of JJ Watt, you know, why? Like he could have gone to Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Like Buffalo would have been a great spot for him to help that team. Kansas City, as you said. Like, I I don't know. There's just so many spots he could have gone that. And the interesting thing is he he didn't go to a team that has another really good pass rusher to well, allow him to operate one-on-one. Well, no. See, this is what I thought that too, Richie. Straight away, I thought, yeah, well, he's going to be the number one guy there. Got to remember, Chandler Jones is coming back from injury. He missed pretty much all of last season. But at the same time, it's not, it's not like going against... I know he's not that old, but he's coming off a pretty serious injury Yeah, where he missed a lot of time. It's not like going... I guess I was thinking of going straight in, like if you went into the Bucks. Yep. There's Lots tons of, of guys around Shaq you. Barrett, JPP, that sort of guy, yeah. As long as we re-sign them all. Um, yeah. And if if you went to say, um, I don't know, the Browns. Yeah. You know, there's another elite end. So I, I did find it a little interesting. So Do you I think mean, the we'll money wasn't it, there? Well, I think, what was it reported? $31 million with 23 of it guaranteed? I mean, that's a pretty good no, deal. No, but what I'm saying is, do you think the other teams, the money wasn't there? Do you think the Bills came in and said, yeah, we'll give you a one-year $10 million deal? Simple, that's it. That's all we're going to oh, pay. I think there were, yeah, I think there were a lot of deals like that. Yeah. And I think what he probably weighed up was he might have been offered more at a club that couldn't compete whatsoever. He's found the, he found the happy medium, maybe? Not. Lion, something like that, maybe. Yeah. And then there were teams who would say, "Hey, you'll help us put over the top. Here's eight million plus yeah. potential to get another four in bonuses." Mm-hmm. And he's gone for the contract in the middle. Yeah, I I don't think he could have joined Detroit though, because I'm I know from for a fact that he's not the sort of guy that'll bite your fucking kneecap off, and that's all <laughs> Dan Campbell wants. Like he doesn't want necessarily skilled footballers. He just wants. Someone that, you know, when you when you beat them, like he said, when we get beaten and as we fall to the ground getting beaten, we're going to bite your kneecaps off. That's, that's what he wants. So, I don't know if JJ Watts fits that sort of bill because he might be too talented to be that shit to fall to the ground all the time. That That's my worry. Um, I don't know. JJ Watts, it's going to be exciting wherever he is. I was high in Arizona last year. I'm, I'm less high on them at the moment. But they have some pieces. If Chandler Jones... Like I said, I, I'm trying to look at it from the, the positive lens. If Chandler Jones comes back and is the player he was before his injury, he's a very good pass rusher, very good edge rusher. Isaiah Simmons, I still think he has a chance the way he came on late last season. Um, he has a chance to be a special player. Buddha Baker's a really good player. Patrick Peterson, I know he's in the twilight of his career, but some extra pass rush might help him with that. Um, he's certainly talented. Um, and then Kyle Murray Hopkins, you know, if they can get that going, th- th- there's a chance that they're okay. 
Um, I thought it this year, and you know what? I'm prone to go a year early, Rich. We know that. I always go early on teams. So could be Arizona's team next year. When I say they're going to suck, they'll end up being really good. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, <clears throat> staying in the West, I wanted to have a quick chat about the Russell Wilson trade rumors. Um, apparently, it's not real. But then apparently to a lot of people, it's really real. So um, what do you reckon? I don't buy it for a second. Like, why Why would you trade this guy? He's such like, a phony as well. Like, he's just... I think he does a lot of things for attention. He's definitely a phony, and, and you and I have talked about this before. Um, and he's very scripted. He's very um, organized and polished and, and all those things. But he is a top five quarterback in the NFL. Easily. Comfortably. I don't think anyone you'd find that leaves him out of it. Maybe... I don't think you could find anyone in the world that left him out would leave him out of their top ten. I think you'd struggle to find someone who leaves him out of the top five. Yeah. So, first off, even if you trade him, there's still a decent cap hit this year. If they cut him, I think the cap hit was thirty-two million. So obviously, a trade cap, a trade hit won't be as bad, but it's still a cap hit for no reason. Mm. Like he's on a relatively friendly contract. Like his base is like. 19 million, 19 million, 20 million. It's something like that. He's, he's not super highly order. paid. That, that's, a, that's a bargain. Like, what are we talking about here? You don't trade Cordax with that good. And Houston is about to show us that. I think they, they're not about. I think they need to do something. And that, that's the thing. Like, the one so year. Get, so, so put talent around him. Yes, that's what I mean. That's, and they've got the receiver talent now. I think DK Metcalf's a, you know, a genuinely good player. Oh, and I think. Um, Lockett's a really good two. He's a high end two. They've got a good, good running back in Carson. The O line they got to fix. And I was listening to a podcast today, and they were talking. They had that a Seahawks guy on. It was the Ringer NFL show. That is no around the NFL show. They had a Seahawks guy on, and he was saying the only year they've committed to the offensive line that the Seahawks was in 2013, where they spent the most money on any other team in the league on their offensive line. They had the highest salary by their offensive line. Do you know what the Seahawks did in 2013, Richie? Do you remember? Made or won the Super Bowl? They kicked the living shit out of the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl by playing yeah. great defense and running the ball. Um, well, see, he, he, here's the other thing with Russell Wilson that he's probably a bit frustrated with is Pete Carroll is a defense and run the football coach. Yeah, like That's what he is. And I think all this let Russ cook... Um, Kind of got away from everybody a little bit. Like, I think yes, there's more of a chance that Pete Carroll's gone but, than Russell Wilson gets traded. I agree, yeah. quite frankly. I think he's on uh, a hot I, seat that people don't realize how hot his seat is. Yeah, they, they just need to spend some time, money, and energy on that offensive line and, because and, the rest of the team, let's let's face it, is really good. They made yeah. an outstanding trade for Adams last year who was mm. genuinely hurt last year. Yep. Missed games. He got two proper injuries during the year and he still, you know, tried to sticky tape himself back together and play. That bloke is elite. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get so, the hate for him in any way. He's such a good oh, football player. People are idiots. Yeah. But you, you obviously get him back on that defense. It's a good defense. It's good. It's a good enough defensive unit with him. It probably takes it into a top, definitely a top 10, but maybe even a top five defense. And then, as you said, they've got some good offensive pieces. They've got a top five quarterback. Build around it. Build around it. Get it. Get spend some draft capital. There's some good 
offensive lineman in the free agent pool, spend some money, go and get them, and yeah. go win. And I'll, I'll I'll leave it on this, Rich. We oh, talk sorry. about what. Sorry, sorry I jump you for one more yeah, before you do yeah. that. Of course, you can. And get a good offensive coordinator. Yep. I don't know who they replace Shoddy with. I honestly haven't looked. I don't know who it is. Shoddy, who's, who's, whose dad passed away, which we missed. That was real sad. Oh, Marty. did he really? Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah. Did you not see it either? I missed it as well until about a week ago. Yeah. He, it, was, totally it. it was about three weeks ago. Washington Post did a really mean headline for him as well, like bagging him. It was terrible. Um, yeah. Look, look it up. Real sad. Real sad. Marty, Marty Schottenheimer was a legend of the game. So, shout out to Marty. Had a, had a great run. He just had some unfortunate things in playoff games at San yeah. Diego. Yeah. Um, but, but his son coached like his dad. He wanted to run the football first. Just just get a modern offensive coordinator. Air raid, baby. Let, and let's go. I don't know if you have to go that radical. It is the NFL. Um, let Russell but cook. <laughs> I don't even have to let him cook. Just, just, let, him, like, just let him play You know they're one of the lowest teams who play action? Yeah, which is ridiculous. A team that runs the ball as much as they do and doesn't play action, and they have DK Metcalf and Lockett, who are two of the most fastest guys in the yeah. league. It blows my mind. Just, Every time I see that stat, I'm like, like a 12-year-old playing Madden even knows to do that sort of stuff. Like, to, if you run the ball well to play action. Um, yeah. Just quickly, the last thing, they talked about, like, value, and they said they would need six first-round picks. That would be the value. That's what, <laughs> uh, that's what, and I'll go through the Seattle Seahawks last last six last first round picks. Jordan Brooks, who we'll see. He had an okay rookie year. It wasn't great. OJ Collier. Never heard of him. You would have. He's from TCU, Rich. So if you haven't heard from him, he's from TCU, that's a problem. Um Rashad he Penny, the running okay. back. Bust. Jermaine Effetti, who now doesn't play for them. And then Bruce Irvin. That was their last six. So if I was Seattle I'd keep Russell Wilson instead of burning more picks on shitty football players in the first round. That'd be my bet. And I think they will. I think they're smarter than that. But I say, I stand by, Pete Carroll is on a hotter seat than he thinks. He he's, yeah, he does everything there. And rightfully so. He's won a Super Bowl. He's gone to another. They've been good for a long, long time. But he's riding, he's riding hard and he needs to make sure he doesn't stuff this up. Um, let's move on. Steelers, we talked about this last week with Big Ben. They've committed to Big Ben. Um, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, um, but yeah, it's. Um, I think it's a good move. It's what we both said they need to do. He's going to take a pay cut down to his minimum, which I think is $19 million a year, which I think, to be honest, probably underpaying for a guy like Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's good enough to earn you know, the money that other quarterbacks earn, the $25 million mark, that sort of thing. So I think it's a good move by Roethlisberger because he's probably only got one year left in him. Finish it up in... Um, in Pittsburgh and see what you can do. You've got a strong defense, build the offense around him again and, and see how you go. Replace the offensive line, you know, get a better running back and go from there. I was certainly high on them last year. Um, I had them winning the North uh, and they had a really good year. I'll be, trust me, come the season, I'll be high on them to fall off a cliff. Yeah, okay. You think so, yeah. They, they've got a lot of fragments that they can't afford to bring back. The signs were there late in the year. And I, I really feel like they're ready to fall off a cliff. I'll yeah. have them. I'm pretty confident I'll have them last in the north this year. This last. early. Last. Wow. The Bengals are going to jump them. It's going to be it's going to oh, be a hard one to predict. Right. The north. I, forgot, I forgot Cincinnati in the division. Hey, yeah, what if healthy Burrow the whole Yeah, year? what if Burrows is really good and they fix their yeah, offensive line? They've got a ton of cap. Like they could do a lot of good things next year. 
Um, It'll be interesting. They're interesting to see what they do, but I think, yeah, Steelers are a thing. I wanted to talk, remember last week, just before we go to our, we're doing our all-pro team nominations tonight, but we'll get to that next. I just wanted to, remember last week when we were after our podcast, like we always do, we were sitting like morons talking more, which we should have just been recording, um, that we were talking and we were talking about Adam Gase. <laughs> we Googled we Googled Adam yeah. Gase and it got to this this article. I'll, um, it's hysterical. It's a Bleach Report article from the 25th of December last year, so the like the start of the season. And it starts with, <laughs> even though the New York Jets have endured their share of trials and tribulations in 2019, head coach Adam Gase reportedly takes comfort in knowing how much money he's made. Per Manish Metna of the New York Daily News, Gase has responded to criticisms this year by telling people, I'm rich as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now... Uh, and then and then they went, and one jet source told Metna that Gase is an insecure guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought he was an absolute moron, but that just jumped up in my... Go- I want to get a t-shirt made with him with the googly eyes with over the front of it saying, I'm rich as fuck. That's what I want to make because we could not stop laughing. And I, I, put, I wrote it down and I linked it on my, um, on the top of my computer so I would remember to do it next week. Um... Just, just Google Adam Gase, rich as fuck, and read the whole article. It's for Bleach Report, so it's a serious article, but it comes across like a comedy. It's very entertaining. Um, but we, yeah, we were having a laugh about that last week. Where weren't we, Rich? It, it was very enjoyable, to say the least, when I came across I'm, that article. I'm rich <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I, wish, I wish we'd found that during the year. Oh, so. my God. It's outstanding. What a response, though. Like, what a passive-aggressive, just like... I'm rich as fuck. I don't care. Fire me. Pay me for three more years, Jets. I don't give a shit. <laughs> what a move. It's like, fire me midway through the season. I can't be asked coming to work anyway. <laughs> um, we'll move on. Uh, all pro team nominations. What we're going to do, much like what we did with our movie team, which was a big hit. Heaps of people voted. It was awesome. I want to bring it back again. I was going to do an all pro team, but I thought, you know what? What if we just nominate some dudes who we think, um, you know, few positions and we'll put it out for everyone to vote again because it was awesome fun we had such a great response and a surprising response too especially with that football movies team we thought we had it all this guy's gonna get it this guy's gonna get it and then you know guys just kept jumping up and and coming out of nowhere to take it um we're gonna do the offense this week and we'll do the defense next week richie doesn't want to do the offensive line because he's too scared (sighs) ah that's just mean (laughs) no it's not it's because no one wants to do the offensive line but me like, Are we going to do them as a unit or, or by position? Nah, by position. You can't do it as a unit. But we'll we'll start with the offensive line and work back. Um, so we'll start Trent with the Williams offensive tackles. tackles. Trent Williams, he, yep, he's, he's one of my nominations. Um, I had David Bakarati before he was hurt. He was yes. the linchpin for the Green Bay Packers. Their Mild. offense did go downhill a bit without him. And some will say it's a big reason why the Bucks were able to beat them in the playoffs. What JPP did to their backup, Billy Turner, was you know was pretty bad. Um, so I put him in there. Trent Williams, people think he had a bad year at the 49ers because they were a bad team. He was outstanding this year. He had a terrific season. He's a free agent. He's going to be a hot free agent this offseason. I love Trent Williams. I think he's a great player. Hey, um, Tristan Wirfs of your Buccaneers. I think I gave up the stat that the Super Bowl week. He gave up one sack this year. He started every single snap in a Super Bowl team as a rookie didn't, at right tackle. Didn't miss a snap. Didn't miss a, a snap. I, one snap. I think if people, if you like, if you haven't played football or offensive line, to just not just get like 
someone accidentally rolled up on your foot for a play and you got to limp off or even like someone steps on your boot in the in, in the pile and you you pull your foot out without your boot on you got to go to the sideline for a play and tie your boot back on it happens all the time um uh, to not miss a snap, it's it's a bit of luck, but it's also it's toughness because there would have been some plays where he got whacked and he just kind of went, all right, I'm just gonna just gonna hang in here. Um, tackle is one of the hardest positions to play in the NFL, and especially as a rookie, the transition from college where you're the biggest, strongest, and fastest guy on that position um, to NFL where you kind of take a real step back because you've got you know guys who are pros for the past ten years that know everything and have seen everything, just beating the crap out of you. I thought he was outstanding, and I, I'm secretly hoping he gets he gets in. If it was my vote, he would be my guy. Um, Tron Armstead of the Saints had a couple of injury problems, but all in all, you had a really, really good year, real strong on a good offense, um, on a good football team, I think. Can't say much about that. And the last guy is a guy I actually have to <coughs> almost apologize for. Um, I thought he was a bad football player, and um, I didn't give him any credit at all until kind of three quarters away through the season when our mate Scott Ditcham um, from Onside Kick Productions, look him up, um, he sent me a message saying, you should check out Garrett Bowles. He's actually having a really yes. good year. And I thought... Yeah. And I thought... He was exceptional this year. Yeah. I thought, no way. No fucking way. So what I do is I go to Pro Football Focus because that's where I start you with. see how they ranked him this yeah. year? Uh, he was he was a yeah. second-ranked tackle. And I thought, okay, well, Pro Football Focus don't normally get offensive lines super wrong. Like, they're pretty accurate with it. Um, and I went and watched some of his tapes, some of his all 22. And Scott and, and Garrett, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are with all the other Denver players, DeMarcus Square, <laughs> um, you know, Von Miller, those Bradley Chubb, all of them, all of them, not Drew Locke. You don't have to listen. Um, but, you know, he, I'm sorry, he had a great year. And he's he's a guy, the jump from last year to this year is almost one of the biggest jumps I've seen in, in the league. So well done, Garrett Bowles. Um, a guy who, again, I wouldn't bother him. If, if he was the one that got voted in at left tackle, I would definitely... I'd eat that. He was outstanding this year. So, yeah. um, they're my tackles. Uh, guards, a couple of brownies in there, Richie. I've got Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio. Wyatt Teller was the best guard in football this year. Um, just he, outstanding. He's a, special, he's a fun football player to go watch. Tough as nails, yeah. man. Yeah, you have to do it all 22 style, but he is good fun to watch. Because you know what he is? He's a guy that won't show up on tape. Because you know why? His head's always in a pile pushing someone around. Like all, <laughs> I used to love it. Yeah, obviously we we play locally and we'd watch film and people would be like, "Why are you always like we're watching film? Like, Why are you always picking on me and like not you know this guy?" And I'm like, "You know what? You're probably better than that guy." But you know what? Every time I watch the fucking tape, you're standing around with your hands on your hips. He's just missed a block, yes, but he's hauling ass and he's got his head buried in someone trying to push him out of the way. You're standing there with your hands on your hips watching. That's why I pick on you. That's Wyatt Teller. He's the guy that you can... Trying to find a profile picture for him on Twitter must be a nightmare because he's like, I want to find one of me like really pushing around everything. He's just in tight, hands in tight, head in tight, just driving someone. That's what you. That's what I want from my guard. The Zach Martin effect, just a bully, like someone who doesn't look good on film, someone who kicks the crap out of everyone on the field though. And again, we talk about Garrett Bowles' jump. Wyatt Teller, what a jump from you know from from this year to yeah. last. From last year to this year, outstanding. You, you just mentioned him. I presume you had Zach Martin in as well. I do have Zach Martin. Injuries, injuries are going to hurt him, but he was still by far one of the best guards in football when he played. And he played right tackle and center this season as well. Yeah. And I presume you have Quentin Nelson in as well. To I round have, out you. Quentin Nelson is up there as well. Um, 
I shouldn't have to explain Quentin Nelson. Just go back to every podcast I've ever done, and there's a there's a part where I mention him and get really excited by him. Um, he's he's a really good football player. Simple as that. Maybe the best pure football player in the league. I think if he took positional positional that, value out of it, he's probably the best football player in the league. Is that your five? No, Richard I also Brown. have I have Joe Tooney from the Patriots, um, who I thought had a good yep. year, and I have Brandon Sheriff from Washington, who had a really good year. But I just think team success might hurt them. But Brandon Sheriff was at right guard. He's a free agent too this year. Very, very good season. Um, so they're my six. So I've got Wyatt Teller, Quinton Nelson, Brandon Sheriff, Zach Martin, Joel Batonio, and Joe Thune. Obviously only two guards get in. Two guards, two tackles, one center. That's how we're going to go. Three wide receivers, one quarterback, one tight end, one running back, and a flex, which will be the most voted for guy out of wide receivers, running backs, and tight end. Um, and then quickly on my centers, I've just got four. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, go, go, give me, yeah, guess, guess, guess. Your top's going to be Corey Lindsay. Corey Lindsay is my top. Yes, um, I, he's he's not the guy I'd pick though. You, you, get, you get stuck into me about O line. I know a little bit. Know a little bit. My second guy is JC Treader. Um, had a terrific year. Um, well, that, that we've just talked about three members of Cleveland's offensive line. That's why they're good. Yeah, it's not hard. And then there are other ones: Jack Conklin and. Wills, Jed- Jedrick Wills, who, man, if I'm the Giants, I know we gave him a hard time last year in the draft, but the three guys that went after Thomas that they drafted at four been so are good. all good. They're all like the worst of them is probably Jedrick, Jedrick Wills, and he's outstanding. And the scary part is we just talked about how good Tristan Wirfs is. I reckon Mackay Becton might be better. That's it's how better good Mac- no. And that's not an insult to no. Wirfs. Like, I think no. Becton may. He may be the best tackle we've ever seen. If he, if, like, he could be the next, you know, the next generation Joe Thomas, like the guy that everyone's like, all right, all pro. Um, well, obviously Becton's in, and then um, all right, who's after that? You know, that's what he could be like. That's how good he is. Um, we should do that over the next over the next few weeks. Just do a couple of um, uh, revisits to drafts where because something got blown early, what the knock on effect was. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, the other guy I had. Third guy, Rodney Hudson of the Oakland Raiders. Um, he's been the best center in the football for the past three or four years. He's been the best center in football since Travis Frederick got that injury um, and Alex Mack went off a cliff at Atlanta. He was a real good center too, but he's just dropped off a bit. Yeah, so, I don't know what happened. Uh, you, you get old, man. <laughs> Offensive lines, <laughs> it's it's hard. Like, as soon as they get a bit old and slow, like I think people think that because it's offensive line, they're not athletic. Once they lose a step in there, I can promise you, if you because Alex Mack's not a bruiser. He's not a bruising player. And once you lose that quickness, that step, and you can't out-move out defensive linemen, you quickly start getting blown up. It's not, because they're NFL players too, all of them. So it's hard. Um, but Rod, Rodney Hudson's my third guy. And to be perfectly honest, I'd, I'd actually find it a really tough pill to swallow if Rodney Hudson wasn't named. He's, he's given up one sack in three seasons. And it wasn't That's, this year. Amazing stat. One sack in three amazing. seasons. That's incredible. I know it's, it's a little easier to give up less sacks inside than outside. That's just the way it is. Mm. But still, to only give up one it's insane. <laughs> in that length but of time. Also, like people, uh, you get less one-on-one sacks. Like it's, it's, it's harder to just get beaten one-on-one inside. But there's also you to take into account blitzes, movement, like stunts can destroy inside guys. Like if they've got a nose tackle on him and he slants one way and then a, a linebacker blitzes and you miss the blitz, you miss the pickup, 
You know, that can be an easy sack you give up. The fact that you only give up yep. one in three years, that's that's insanity to me. So I really like that. Um, let's move over. Let's go to the to the money position, as we like to call it, Richie. Quarterback. I'll let you go first. You give me your first guy. Look, it has to be the MVP, Aaron Rodgers. It's it's the easy slam dunk pick. Um, when I went back and really looked at the stats and um, and how our yeah, PFF graded him out, like he's the top of everything. Um, he was the MVP for a reason. Um, I think even when you put it out to everybody, it'll be a slam dunk. It's, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sell you a couple of other guys just because. It's a podcast and we need to discuss oh, I can it. make a case for a couple of others too. <laughs> My first one, everyone's thinking I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes, but I'm not. No, you're going to... I, can I guess who it is? Yeah, go. Is it Deshaun Watson? No, he's he's coming up, but my, he's he was very good. But hey, you can't yeah, win four. You can't win four games and get in an all-pro team if you, unless you're really good and he wasn't that good. My next guy is Josh, yes, my next guy is Josh Allen. Um, yeah, I got no problem with that. He... He faltered a bit in the playoffs. He wasn't great in the playoffs. It's his third year. I'm, I'm, the whole team wasn't great in the playoffs, and they still made it to the AFC Championship game. I think that's how talented they are. Um, but the addition of Stefan Diggs, just who I can promise you is coming up soon. Um, yes, he it changed the whole outcome because he got a bit more accurate. Which, as I said, we've talked about tonight, guys who have gone, you know, the development. I don't think if you watched Josh Allen your first year and then I showed you tape of him now and changed the colors around, you'd think it was a different person. You wouldn't know it's the same player. That's that big a jump he's had. Um, and I, I was kind of proud of him in a way. Like I think he copped a lot of flack and I, I gave him flack too. I really did. And I'm I'm man enough to admit when I was wrong. Josh Allen's a really, really good quarterback and they've found one there. Well, he's one of the ones who came in with all the tools. Yeah. Cannon, tall, quick. Can run Real quick, but wasn't a great decision maker. Didn't have the best accuracy, and came out of Wyoming, Small. where you're not playing an SEC schedule and all those things. They took the chance on all all the measurables and said we can turn him into a quarterback. And for a while there, it didn't look like it was going to get there. But to his credit, the past year he's had, and hopefully it continues because Goff had a year where he bobbed up. Hopefully. He'll be able to continue this because he was exceptional this year. Yeah, he was really good. Um, do you have another one you want to mention? Yeah, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. He – okay, so when I was putting this together, I went back and had a look and I didn't expect to come across his name where I did. He led the league in passing yards, <laughs> which I just – I couldn't comprehend. Did he really? That. Yeah, he did. I didn't even look at the stats for this. Did he really lead the league in passing yards? 4,823 of wow. 544 attempts. So he's almost so as good as Jameis Winston was last year. He had, do you take that back? He had more <laughs> completions um, than most in the league. Um, he's, the stat I liked though was you know, his yards per attempt, which I think is a super underrated stat. He had one of the That's highest high. at 8.9. That's real so, high. Oh, he had a good yeah. year. I think if he's, I think then, if, if he's on the bills, we're probably selling the same thing. And and this is the one that blew, <laughs> the one that blew me away though. He was sacked forty nine times. Far out. <laughs> so to to give people some reference on that, 
you know what the record is for sacks in a season by a defense? I, I know that stat. It's 74. No. 74 in a season. Well, that's, that's for a, one. That's, that, that's for a defense. That's for one defense. Yeah. So you think a he, team that plays someone different every week to give up 50, almost 50 sacks. It's a lot yeah. of sacks. Patrick Mahomes, 22. Tom Brady, 21. Josh Allen, 26. Aaron Rodgers, 20. And Watson is an athlete too. Yeah, and he still could get away. Yeah, that's so that's I a big what, stat. And what he had to deal with, who was on offense? They traded away arguably one of the best receivers in the league, who mm-hmm. I'm sure you and I are both about to mention. Mm-hmm. And and Will Fuller got done for PEDs. Missed missed back last six games. Who who was good before that? Well, well played Will no, Fuller. Well played PED no, season. No, no backs. So no. he's just throwing it to Joe Blow. And he was that good. Yeah, he was. A, he was a good. Why, he had a good year. This is why you got to if if you're one of the teams where he because he's got a no trade clause. If he's happy to go to you, you give up what it takes. Sorry, did you see he met with the head coach the other day? I've forgotten the head coach's name again. At some, he said, still trade me. Yeah, and the coach was like, oh, "Come on, can we do?" And he's like, "No, it's done. It's nothing to do with you, coach. It's done. I'm done. Trade me." Apparently, he's just like. I don't, and they're like, look, what well, they'll make you sit for sixteen games. They just, they just won't trade you. And he's like, okay, make me sit. You still got to pay me. I don't care. Either trade me, or well, they don't have to pay. Well, they've paid him the the bonus though. Like they've paid him. Yeah. They paid him what sixty five million up front. You reckon this kid ever cares about money again? It's not money. He's not the problem for this kid. He's a quarter. It's not Levy and Bell missing out on fourteen million. Like it's, he's just mean. He doesn't care because you know what he sits. They're gonna trade him at some point if he sits out. They're not going to let that value sit on the bench. Um, it's yeah, it's real dire straits in, in Texas. It's going to mm-hmm. be fun. It's going to be Good fun job. to see where he goes and when it happens. Because like the longer you hold on to him, does the more value, the more valuable he becomes, or is it better to get in hot before teams start drafting guys and you lose draft value? Because like the Dolphins are going to draft someone with that third pick unless they can get the pick out of him. So well, they're not going to draft a quarterback. No, they got one. yeah. So or like, does someone take Zach Wilson at two and then go the Jets go? We got Zach Wilson now. Do you want him? I'm, I don't know about. We'll talk about that another. Yeah, day. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm more of a Fields guy to be honest. Um, the other guy I had obviously Patrick Mahomes. Don't have to go too into this. He was an MVP candidate for the last till the last four weeks. I feel like his playoff run might have tarnished him a bit for me. I just think he's probably third third. Tied third with Deshaun Watson now after you, you've made that case. But um, I also had Tom Brady. He threw 44 touchdowns. That was second in the league behind Aaron Rodgers. Had a good year. Had great offensive talent around him. Probably the best offensive talent around him, which in some that, ways it, it affects this, this this selection. If you say regular season, he only had 40. Russell Wilson had 40, 40 as well. Yeah, Russell Wilson, who I don't have on. The last guy I wanted to mention, Ryan Tannehill. Really, really good year. Really good year. I don't think he's. I don't think he's the one guy because I, I think it's Aaron Rodgers. I think we're just talking for the sake of talking. It's Aaron Rodgers, if you ask me. But Ryan Tannehill was another guy I had. And then did you did you have Russell Wilson? Yeah, I have him in. Yeah, I just think his run down the his run down the stretch was dreadful. They went from being like a terrible defense and a great great offense to then just flipping and being a dreadful offense and a great defense down the stretch. I've it was a real weird season for Seattle, and he was definitely in some way checked out of that team. He was not enjoying his time down the stretch. Um, and he had good, he had very good players around him too, but I just think poor coaching. So we'll see. Hopefully that changes. I hope 
I don't think the Seahawks are dumb enough to trade Russell Wilson. Like, I don't think the Texans have a chance. I think a choice. They have to trade Watson. But it's really hard to find these quarterbacks. Like, we've seen this. It's hard to find a top five quarterback. When you get one, keep him. And keep him quickly. Yes. Um, also, just on Ryan Tannehill, I heard a great... Um, someone was saying the day that they, the Jets should draft a quarterback, which I think they're going to, and then trade Sam Darnold. And someone's great analogy was Ryan Tannehill, like that sort of a thing for Sam Darnold. If he went to a team yep. in good position, he could easily have a Ryan Tannehill-like turnaround. Um, I just it, thought it was a really it, good comparison. Yeah, um, definitely. Let's go over to running backs. I'll start. It's real... This is the easiest one of all. Only one guy had 2,000 yards this year, and it's Derrick Henry. Um, we'll mention a couple of others just again, but this was the easiest one. Derrick Henry was outstanding last year. He was incredible. Said only six guys. He's only the sixth guy ever to have 2,000 yards in a season. I, I, like Some of the runs he had. I, I've watched that replay of the 98-yard run he had against, I can't remember who it was, where he's just, like he breaks a guy's tackle and then breaks another guy's tackle and then the guy whose tackle he just broke catches up to him and he breaks his tackle again. Like it's just he's just a different someone that big and that strong shouldn't also be that athletic. It's it's almost unfair. And Derrick Henry, I just I've, I'm I'm going to find it hard to think anyone else gets it this year. But this is why we're voting. I think the more incredible stats for him is one nobody was within 500 rushing yards of him. Oh, sorry, just. Um, Dalvin Cook was just inside 500 yards, which is a monster amount. But my favorite stat is he had 16 rushes of more than 20 yards. Yeah. The nearest person to him was Nick Chubb, who had 12. Nick Chubb finished with nearly 1,000 yards less on the ground. He got hurt, though, Nick Chubb, because I've got Nick Chubb as well. I thought Nick Chubb was really good last year. Agreed, and I do too. Yeah. But that's just the difference. The gap. Yeah. That's how far ahead he is. Yeah. Um, I'll go next. I'd put Dalvin Cook second. I thought he was having a great year. Crappy um, team too. Like he was carrying uh, that team, which I was weird. They had a lot of good players on that team, but just something wasn't right there. It's the quarterback. Yeah, I like Kirk. I don't know why I like Kirk. I hated him at Washington. I I, and you should hate him there too. He's <sighs> not taking them anywhere. They have weapons on the outside, in the backfield. They, got, they need some work on the defense, but they, they're a quarterback away. Yeah, I tend to agree. Their defense dropped off a lot last year. They had a few injuries as well, but they've, they've made some good moves, the Vikings. They improved the offensive line. Um, you know, Delvin Cook's a great running back. I, I think they're, they they could be a team next year that surprised people. After a kind of a down year, they could jump back up and, and be in contention. That's something to, I'll certainly be looking at them all offseason. Um, my next guy, Alvin Kamara. Um, just, you talk about versatile, and just so everyone know, I'm not putting CMC on this year. He just didn't play enough games. If he played 16 games, he'd be in this list, but he didn't play enough games at all. Um, but nope. Alvin Kamara, for me, I think he almost had 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving. Um, just I, I saw it today. but He was short rushing. Um, I think he was just short receiving too. I think he was. But either way, he was unbelievable last year. Uh, he had 932 yards rushing. It's insane. He's... He had a nine. He a oh, and he had eighty-three receptions for seven hundred and fifty yards. So, all in all, you put that together, he's a you know, eighteen hundred yard season with twenty-one touchdowns because he had sixteen rushing touchdowns. Now, he did get six in one game, which, <laughs> which helps. <laughs> but then, in saying that, 
he did get six in one game. So it's like, I can't belittle him he for that. It's, and then he still had 10 for the year, which is as good as anyone else, but um, Derrick Henry. So I think he was he was pretty special. And I think it's more, you know, I talk a lot about the eye test, the tape test. He passes that test almost more than any, like there's not, Derrick Henry would be hard to pass up, but we'll we'll see how he goes next year. So he's he's jumped that carry mark by a long way, that, that, that drop-off yes. mark. Alvin Kamara would probably be my top guy to take if I was picking a running back in the league just because of his versatility and he does everything really, really well. He also missed a few games, so I thought he was good. Um, have you got another one? Well, we both had Chubb. Yeah, both had Chubb. Got hurt, but awesome year. The Browns were a great running team. Great running team. And, he, and he's the perfect example of why you don't take running backs in the first round because you can get him in the second. Well, I can, do you want me to run through all of these? I got Derrick yeah. Henry, second round pick. Delvin Cook, mm. second round pick. Alvin Kamara, mm. second round pick. Nick Chubb, second round pick. Second My next pick. guy, Aaron Jones, second round pick. Second round pick. Like they're just everywhere. Like I, I don't know why you do it. And and Aaron Jones really added a dynamic to that offense that they needed. I don't know how they're going to get over the NFC Championship hump. Like I, I think well, they re-sign Aaron. I, I think they tag Aaron Jones. I don't think Aaron Jones plays for someone else next year. Oh, they can't afford it. They have to show Aaron Rodgers that they give a shit. Do what I would love them to do. And they keep the talent around him. Tag Aaron Jones and go and give Allen Robinson whatever he wants. I would love yeah. Green Look, you think he's going to move from Chicago down the road to Green Bay in division? Bit of right, bit like, yeah, fuck Chicago. Because players love that. I'm sorry. Players love that. They would love to be like, I'm going to go and play you guys twice a year. This is going to be fun. Um, so... I think that would be a great move. That would show a lot to Aaron Jones. Or go and get a Kenny Golladay if he hits the market. Someone like that. Someone could go, go go get a good receiver. Um, I had one other guy. Did, did, you, did you have anyone else? For running backs, no. No, I had one other guy to bring us to six. Um, I had Josh Jacobs in Oakland. They weren't a – oh, sorry, Las Vegas. They weren't a great team. Um, they ran the ball well. His average wasn't great. But this is, again, he's kind of like – I don't expect he'll make the team, but I, I think he deserves to be mentioned. He's had a great had a great rookie year, a great second year. It's really hard for running backs when they enter the NFL, especially in that second year. He can be beaten up a bit. Um, my my only knock on knock on him is he he's not an explosive playmaker. No, he, and he never seems to crack off a thirty yard run. No, nah, not not this season as much. And he was hurt a bit this year, but he had still had a thousand yards. I think there was only when I looked, there was only like seven guys that had a thousand yards, and he was one of them. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine guys. Lamar, sorry, and I'm counting Lamar Jackson. <laughs> sorry, sorry. There was only there's only was eight running backs that had it. I was going to um, nominate him for Lamar, fun, but Lamar Jackson's incredible. Seriously, yeah, two thousand yards. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think Josh Jacobs. He deserves to be mentioned in it. I don't think he's going to get uh, over the other five guys. He's certainly the sixth, but he he's had a great couple of years, and I think I think if Las Vegas can just get a couple of things right. I think they could be real good. I, I think they're just, they're real close. They've just, uh, something's got to go their way. Um, that's running backs. Let's go wide receivers. Richie, this is low. This is a h- real hard one. Real hard one. We're going to have three. And then I I think our flex will end up being a wide receiver. Just we'll see what the votes do. But give me your first guy. I think it's going to be the same as mine. Ask Devontae Adams. Oh, you had him one. Okay, good. It's not the same as mine. Oh, that's what it should be. Um, I give my little spiel. <laughs> He's, he, he had an exceptional season, mm-hmm. had a ton of yards, mm-hmm. 
18 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. The thing I really like about him is an explosive playmaker. Um, you know, 18 receptions over 20 yards, another five over 40, which I think was tied highest in the league. Um, he just can do it all. Yeah. Like he, he really can. And one of the sneakier things is he's actually a good blocker as well. Like he cares <laughs> about that sort of stuff. Big tough um, dude. Yeah. So I, I thought he was had an amazing year. I had him number one. Yep. Uh, my guy, I had number one was Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I got no problem with that. Stephon Diggs, that trade is arguably one of the most even trades in the history of the NFL, just because of what Minnesota went and did, who I'm going to mention he's going to come up here. I don't think he's going to get it, but he's going to come up. Um, you know, what, what he did there, but he led, led the league in receiving yards. He changed that Buffalo Bills offense. He turned them from, yeah, they, they're good to, wow, like they've now got someone absolutely unstoppable at wide receiver that you have to think about all the time and it's opening up the door for everyone else. All of a sudden, Cole Beasley was outstanding in the slot. Like you just had genuinely good players everywhere. And he was kind of that piece. He was that bit of the recipe. The most amazing thing for him was he only had eight touchdowns. He led the league in yards. He had tons of explosive plays. Um, one of the highest receptions, but only scored eight times. I found, that, I found that really interesting. Yeah, I think two of them were walk-offs as well. They were walk-off winners, two of his touchdowns. Yeah, it's... Well, no, he, remember he had the one to get the lead against um, Arizona and everyone was like, yeah. oh, it's Stephon Diggs. What, he's done it, he's done it. And then Hopkins. Yeah, then <laughs> Let's Hopkins just segue. Can we just segue into Hopkins? Because he's on this list. Um, he, he got that massive catch in the end zone. I said, never has there been... I just talked about one of the most even trades in the history of the NFL. I reckon the DeAndre Hopkins trade still to this day is one of the worst trades in the history of the NFL. They got, the Texans got nothing out of David Johnson, nothing out of him whatsoever and gave up a second round pick on Hopkins who led the league in receptions. Again, changed their identity to Arizona, made them a pass heavy team, made Kyler Murray a better player. Um, He's certainly not the reason that they didn't make the playoffs last year. He was incredible and had some great games. And it's funny, when I look at his stat line, I'm like, oh, geez, he was a touch off this year, which is <laughs> on the highest, highest grade. But but he's he, he's a special <laughs> dude. Um, receiving like, touchdowns are strange. They're not like running backs touchdowns where you can genuinely look at it and go, huh, like the touchdowns are off. That's strange. But you can get someone like... Hopkins who only had the six touchdowns, but he doesn't get targeted like a like a Mike Evans does yeah. in the red zone. Yeah. Where it's you know it's going to him. Yeah. So look, he was great this year. And I would expect as Murray gets better, we'll continue to see his stats improve. Yeah, I think so too. Um who's your who's your next guy? Uh, look, I kind of get you can you can go in so many different directions now at this point. So I'll throw up a couple, and you can yep. you can bite off whichever one you want. I sort of bundled these three in together: DK Metcalf, yep. Tyreek Hill, and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> they were my next three. Those, yeah, well, the reason I bundled those three together is they have an explosive playmaking ability, whilst all different from each other. Yeah, it's hard. You, like you can't coach what those three guys have. Like you just DK Metcalf is again. We talked about Derrick Henry. DK Metcalf's the same. Like his 
most noticeable play or most remembered play from last season may be him chasing down that interception. Like that was, yeah. and you know what? Arizona didn't score on that play, and Arizona lost that. They didn't get anything off because they went for it on fourth down and didn't score. So a lesson to yep. all young football players: that tackle not only saved them four points with a field goal, it saved them seven, and they won that game in a close one. So they didn't count. That was a great play. That play just says this guy really cares, and apparently yep. he's really quite close to Russell Wilson, Very who close. has almost taught him to be a pro. And and it, we've, we did it earlier. We like to rag on Russell Wilson, but he knows how to be a pro. 100% he does. And what DJ Metcalf has become, considering he he was knocked a lot coming into the draft, he couldn't run all the routes. Workout warrior. Oh, yeah, no, you can't run all the routes. Workout warrior, oh, one of our favorite um, knocks. Yeah. But it, what he has become is special. I don't think we have to go too deep into what Tyreek Hill can do. No. Um, on and off the I think field. It, yeah, he's probably the most explosive player in the NFL. By far. Um, Except for Scotty Miller. Because Scotty Miller backs <laughs> Scotty Miller. <laughs> I love Scotty Miller. So do I. Um, love it too. And then Justin Jefferson, one of the most impressive rookie seasons of all time. And well, he's he's a special, special receiver. I think I think he very can do good. anything. Receivers really, really hard to learn in the NFL because of what they ask them to do. I know we joke about running all the routes. It's not really about being able to run all the routes. It's all the, the coverages they want you to read that change the way you run your route. Everything's a read. Everything is. So you've got to be real smart. And Justin Jefferson, I think there's two guys in my lifetime watching football who have been so stiff not to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And it's the man whose helmet's over my shoulder here, Ezekiel Elliott, and Justin Jefferson. They were both outstanding those years, but I still say neither of them should have won it because Dak Prescott... They went 13 and 3 as a rookie and he was outstanding and um Justin Herbert this year broke the touchdown record for rookies like how I'm sorry like I love Justin Jefferson I love Zeke but they they didn't get it caught if a quarterback we joke about it every year with offensive rookie of the year all it takes is a quarterback to have start 16 games and not be because if you start 16 games as a quarterback you've played well enough to start 16 games they haven't benched yeah. you you've been you've been good that's all it takes yeah. now yeah, and and it's yours. And I'd I'd argue if Burrow didn't get hurt, he probably would have been there over Jefferson as well, as well as Herbert. So it, it's hard. It sucks to be a skill position when it comes to those sorts of awards. Um, the only other two guys I'll just quickly mention: Allen Robinson. The fact that he was in Chicago hurts him, but again, an outstanding season in Chicago. Look up his numbers, watch his film. He is going to be a hot, hot free agent. Free agent. Yeah, yeah. I I think Chicago are going to tag him, which I kind of hope they don't, because I want to see him hit the open market. It would shit me if he was stuck in Chicago next year with who knows who, who knows what quarterback. Um, and my other guy was Calvin Ridley in Atlanta. Um, obviously, yeah. Julio was up and down this year just due to injuries. When he played, he was great, but he's not in here because of injuries. Calvin Ridley led the league in touchdowns, led the league in 100-yard games, um, had a really good under-the-radar season. I don't expect him to beat some of these other guys, but he was, he was really good still. He was really good. Uh, let's move on. Last one, the tight end. We've only got one. Really, I could only come up with three that I was genuinely serious could make the team. And George Kittle was one of them who didn't even play that much. Um, <laughs> the the guy is Travis Kelsey. It, it has it's to be. Travis Kelsey by so far, it's not even funny. Yeah, He puts up stats like he's a receiver. And I know he doesn't 
he, he lines up in a lot of different positions, but he he is generally the best blocking tight end in the league as well. Yeah, he's like he's that, a good blocker. Yeah, so good. He is. I actually think he's a bit. He's above a good blocker. He is an above average blocker who can then be a receiver as well. So you don't lose anything by having him on the field. Um, Travis Kelsey was second in the league. He was second in the league in receiving yards for everyone. And he had 11 touchdowns, which the only people who had more were Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill and Mike Evans. Yeah, I'll say Evans would have had more because all he does is catch touchdowns. So Um, it's Kelsey, but I've got an argument for you if you want to hear it. And it's a fun one. Is it Darren Waller? Because I enjoy that. It's Darren Waller. Great story. We've talked about Darren Waller. Great. This is a guy who's in rehab three years ago. Talk about turning your life around. Like, I've never had to go to rehab for an addiction, and I can't comment on that. But I imagine it would be really fucking hard to overcome that. Like, I love video games. I think if someone told me you can never play video games again because you're, you're like it's going to kill you, and it, I'd be like, no, no, I'll, I'll just die. I've I've had this joke that was like, all our mates that play video games say, oh, if someone told you, you know, if you keep playing video games so much, you're going to go blind within a year. I'd just be like, oh, well, start preparing for me to be blind within a year. I'm not giving it up. And that's video game. Imagine being addicted to drugs. Like, that's horrible. And he did it. He beat it. He, now he's a superstar in the NFL. Like, I love it. 107 catches, just under 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns, 16 plays of 20-plus yards. Um, again, it, it's not him. It, it's going to be Kelsey, but... The, Darren Waller's a nice, a nice second guy. The only thing, I guess, is the nerdiness. If you're just looking at fantasy or whatever, you you wouldn't even consider this. But he needs to do work on his blocking. He does. He's he's, a, he's more of a split. He's not a genuine Y, and that's what a lot of people go. No. Oh, you know, what do you mean? A Y is a tight end that lines up like next to the tackle on the line, maybe a bit off as a wing back. The best genuine why I've ever seen was Jason Witten. Um, he wasn't explosive like these guys, but he was the best genuine why tight end. And teams actually hunt for these guys. Like they're getting less and less. Sorry, they're getting more and more hard to find a genuine why tight end. So Darren Waller isn't that, and he needs to become that. Travis Kelsey is to an extent. He's certainly not like he's not like having an extra offensive lineman, which some guys have been in the past, but. He makes up for that by basically being a wide receiver as well. But he's kind of like Gronk. Gronk in his prime was a true Y. Blocked like a like he was. He would block defensive ends comfortably in the running game, and then could stretch the field with any defender on him. Could beat them. So that's the actually same age. Yeah, that's the amazing thing. Yeah, I can't believe I actually used Jason Witten as a description for a genuine Y. Like I love Jason Witten, but Gronk Gronk's a way better one. If you want the best Y, if you want to see the description, of general, go watch Gronk and he's. 1,500-yard season. That was a genuine why playing football. So um, the only other guy I had, um, I had George Kittle. I think if he's not hurt a lot of the year, he's right up there with these guys numbers-wise. I don't know if he beats Kelsey, but you talk about, I think he's worth mentioning. You talk about genuine wise. Kittle's that. He breaks so many tackles. He gets so much yak. He's just kind of this next breed of tight end. He's kind of in the in the Kelsey mold. Um Really good player. I think he's worth mentioning. Don't think he'll get it because of injuries. And the other guy is Mark Andrews in um, in in Arizona. It's Arizona in Baltimore, who's the Patreon helmet for this month. Um, just in a system that runs the ball so much, to be that tight end, it would be frustrating at times. 
and he he still had you know almost eight hundred yards, six touchdowns in a team that doesn't pass the ball. And then you got to think how much dirty work he's doing for that running game. I think it's worth mentioning a guy like that as well. But they were kind of the only four I could even I, I could come to terms with bringing up. And I'll just reiterate, it's Kelsey, and it's not even an argument. I'm Agreed. not like some weeks I'll say I'll, I'll take an argument on someone else, like. I've just argued for Waller. I didn't even believe it. it it's Kelsey. <laughs> you can argue all you want. It's Kelsey. Um, that's that's it for the All-Pro teams. What we'll do is we'll put this up for voting. So keep your eye on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'll start putting them up. Vote for the guy you want. I said, if you want to prove me wrong that it's not Kelsey, get everyone to start voting for Darren Waller. I, I guarantee you there'll be a real shock in this team because there, there always is when you do the voting. You find out who people really hate. Um, but yeah, that's it for our show. Again, wanted to thank our sponsors, Burnley Brewing. Um, absolute champs. We love you guys. I'm picking up some beer this week, so I can't wait to get in there. And I normally have a sneaky one, even though it is lunchtime, Richie. I normally just have a cheeky beer from the straight from the tap. Um, and also our patrons, Chase Winovich Helmets going up tomorrow. Um, if you want to be a patron, this month's mini helmet giveaway is Mark Andrews, tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. Great mini helmet. Um, it's $10 a month nothing and then second prize is a box of beer from Burnley Brewing and one of their stubby holders or coolers or coolies or whatever everyone calls them they're all called something different Um, but you know thank you to our sponsors thank you to all our current Patreons and keep signing up and lastly start of the show we announced College Football Down Under joining the Vault Studio we're just super pumped to have them on board so thanks again boys and we can't wait and then finally my good man Richie Garraway my great man Tom Brady being drunk Make sure you check the make sure you check the YouTube out to see this T-shirt. It is something else. I hope your Super Bowl gear comes. So next week when we record, you are just stacked from head to toe in Buccaneers Super Bowl merch. Surely it's going to come soon. Uh, it's all shipped. I'm just waiting for it to arrive. Did you pay for Express? What were you thinking? You can't. You can't uh, with fanatics. What are you? Because NFL.com don't have a shop anymore, do they? It's all fanatics now, isn't it? Well. They have one branded, but it's all fanatics. Fanatics provide it. What a business model fanatics are. They started as just you know, like you know a little story about him. Yeah, I do actually. I'll, I'll spew off on a tangent here, which we love to at the end of the show. And yeah. my wife's giving me the eye, like, why haven't I finished yet? Garbage time. But but really quickly, it is garbage time. Um, so he started that business. Yeah. Primarily doing the on-demand print stuff. So if you wanted you, your name on the back of the shirt, you know, rather than the stock standard, yep, we've printed. A thousand of these t-shirts nfl t-shirts to sell so he brought in this on-demand model he sold it and i don't know the exact number so if anyone goes and facts checks me these are going to be wrong but it's to give you an idea of the scope Mm -hmm. so let's say he sells this business for like a million dollars yeah does really well it was more than that but does really well he then buys it back when it was run really poorly and then bought it back for like say three hundred thousand. Oh, no. So he gets it for like 30 cents on the dollar. Now, it is worth billions. Well, it does all NFL. I remember when NFL.com had a shop. that They they actually sold you the stuff directly. Now, it just links you to Fanatics. He does. uh, Fanatics are now the official um, apparel providers for the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, NASCAR, college a lot of colleges. Imagine like, how many flags they sell for NASCAR for guys to have in their cars. Mate, all, all of it. They That's do insane. PGA gear. They do well soccer, played. major league soccer, just tons and tons. The bloke who started it 
literally got to sell it once, buy it back for like half the price, and now it's worth billions. It's an incredible story. I wish I could remember the guy's name, but go and check it out. The business he's created, and it's all about that on-demand and personalized model. It's what he built the whole thing on. And yeah. That's, you know, the whole backbone of it. Um, an amazing story, but yes. Uh, I love stories fanatic. like that, though, when guys back themselves in and, you know, do that. Because that, like, yeah, it's just a cool story. It is, but Fanatics, yeah, that's where you get it all from. So we're not sponsored. We're not sponsored by Fanatics or Streamyard, but this is brought to you by Fanatics and Streamyard. But um, Richie, thanks as always, mate, for being on. Um, I will talk to you soon, and thanks everyone for tuning in. Make sure if you're on YouTube, give us a like and comment if you can. Comment, you know, what what we got wrong on the show. I said I'm I said I'm always open to have a, a discussion. Um, so if you think I was wrong about something, tell me. Tell me why it's not Travis Kelsey. Let's do that. Comment on and um, thanks everyone for tuning in. And Richie, speak to you next week. Thanks, mate.